Hello and welcome to Warrior Divas Real Talk for Real Women. Our show is specifically designed for our divas. Divas is an acronym for Destined, Inspired, Victorious, Accountable Sisters. And we will be bringing guests on our show who will help in our mission to equip and empower a global community of women change agents as we make a positive impact on the world we live in. When we started Divas Impact about four years ago, we quipped that we wanted to change the way women think and speak about themselves and others. And as we've progressed, so is our thinking and our intentions, and we want to talk about things that are impacting women. So that means we will talk about faith, family, fitness, finance, food, and a lot of other words that don't even begin with F. So today I'm excited to bring on the show Lucy Mitchell of Fierce and Beautiful Wellness. And I met Lucy through her husband. I've been watching her for a little while and have fallen in love with her beautiful outlook on life. Lucy is a mindset and wellness coach, cycle and fitness fanatic, food lover, look we got some of those F words in there, and all around personal development junkie. She helps women break free from their inner mindset demons and create healthy relationships with food and fitness and divine their self-worth and find the confidence to live a life of purpose on their own terms. Welcome to the show, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here, Angie. Well, I am so thankful to have you on the show. And, you know, it's a little bit of one of those things that I'm listening to um, what you're talking about and, and what your mission is. And and it lines up so much with what we wanted to do and what we are hoping to accomplish with empowering and equipping women. I think um, it's, it's just beautiful. So... First off, I want to tell, I want you to give us a little bit about why this is important to you. Oh gosh, I mean, I think that I, I, it would probably have to go to a little bit of a backstory in myself. I mean, I'm, I'm first of all, I'm one of four daughters that my father had. Um, so that in itself, there was lots of divas. Lots of going on in that house with my mother. And in fact, they always had a habit of choosing even female animals. So I don't know what that was all about. My dad either was a glutton for punishment or he was a sweetheart uh, through and through. Um, but uh, he did raise, him and my mother always did raise us to be uh, very strong-willed, very independent women. And I, that's something that I've always carried through my entire life. In fact, it probably proved very difficult in a lot of my relationships that I was not so much of what you call, quote, unquote, a submissive um, <laughs> woman. <laughs> um, I just always knew what I wanted to do, what I wanted out of life, and I wanted all of my relationships, no matter what they were, friendships, personal relationships, my children, to live vicariously through that. Just, you know, speak your truth. Um, speak your mind and, and live your life to the fullest. Um, and I really, it really hit to my core when my dad passed away suddenly. Actually, yesterday I realized it was five years wow. um, that cancer took him from us. And in fact, I woke up this morning going, oh my gosh, I, I didn't even reflect or, or anything about that, which is a good thing because that means that we're, you know, we're at peace with, you know, his passing, but um, I had decided about a couple of years ago, A, that um, that cancer is, is one of those that doesn't, um, what's the word I'm looking for, it's, it's, 
it knows no boundaries. It, it's not just hereditary. It can affect anyone. Right. And, um, and that it's really important that we look for the signs and that we pay attention to ourselves. And as women, we spend so much time taking care of others that we don't stop and listen to ourselves and, and listen to our own bodies and take care of our own needs. And that's where I decided, you know, that's not okay. We should be able to speak out and take care of ourselves. And um, so I just started like looking inward and decided I wanted to become a transformational nutritional coach. And I wanted to start working with women in, in the perimenopausal, menopausal phase of their lives because that's the phase where we've just given up. <laughs> we have no purpose. We, we're just, it's all about our kids. It's all about our husbands. It's all about everybody else. And we no longer have a voice. And by the time we have a voice, we feel it's too late. And I'm like, um, techno sister, you have a voice and it's time to use it. And that's what my purpose has been, um, is, is taking this drive that I have to live healthier, to speak your truth, to link arms with other sisters and just, you know, whatever it is, whether it's like you say, whether it's spiritual, whether it's sexual, whether it's food, whether it's, um, fitness. No matter what it is, it's like your children will be fine. Take the time, take care of yourself. Um, exactly. That, that's, that's in a sense where I'm at. Well, and I, I think you bring up a, a beautiful point because a lot of the times those of us that are in those older years of life, you know, we're not old. We're not dead. We we have a lot to give up, uh, live up to. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and one of the things that I hear all too often is it's not only that they've given up it's because a lot of times they've been so invested in helping their children or their spouse build up their dreams that they forgot how to dream they didn't they don't know how to dream anymore and they just don't have the energy (laughs) to move forward with anything anymore and a lot of that um has a lot to do with fitness health the food you're putting in your body your hormones and like you said they give up i i can relate to this because about a year or two ago i was pretty much in the same place i was okay something has got to change this is not right some i feel like something's hijacking my body and and what i found is there's a lot of women out there that feel that they just have to suffer silently and i love that you're saying that's not true I agree, and I think the other F word that we're all set, that we haven't mentioned yet is fear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fear. I have the women that I have talked to is is fear not of change, but of making a change because they have gotten so stagnant or so used to a certain routine, a monotonous routine of doing things. It's I want to say, and I mean, I'm 45 years old. I've had three children. I, I have four. I have my, um, my stepdaughter, but I've had four children. Um, and mentally and physically, I do not feel 45. But I've also made that my, my passion, a drive, like to not. Because I remember watching my mom grow up. And her 45 is probably today 65. Right. And, and even then, some 65s are, are 45. I mean, it all just depends on... On, on your your drive to be something different, but um, 
<clears throat> I remember there was this cartoon, and I'm going to really date myself, but it's even <laughs> way before I was born. But <laughs> it was like a black and white. It was probably from Disney. But it was just this monotonous black and white. With a, they were just a repetitive cartoon. Like they had briefcases, and they were just walking slowly along the line to work. And it, just, and it was just repetitive. They were just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. There was no color. There was no life. There was no activity. And I feel like I see so many women feel like that's what they're supposed to do. Get up, feed the children, take care of the husband, clean the house, go to bed. Right. And when I reach out to, when I reach out even to some of my close friends about like, hey, there's this amazing women's conference that's downtown and we're going to put samples of face creams on our face and, and, and you know, sample whatever and have some cocktails. Well, I've got to know I've got outside <laughs> my comfort zone and, and, you know, what will people think? And what? Right. That's, that's, no, like, first of all, let's see if we can find something new and something fun and, and like, let's get away from the kids, get away from the husbands and, you know, or, oh, I've discovered this amazing, you know, like I've lost 35 pounds since August because I listened to my body and I, and I, you know, it's like I share all the different things that have worked for me for stepping outside of what the norm is. And I want to link everybody with me. I want to take all my sisters with me. And there's so much where there's so much fear. Well, and I, I agree with you on that. I think I think we have a lot of women that uh, I listen to. And, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of strong women. So a lot of my friends are kind of in the same boat I am. Their husband goes to work. Their husband goes on business trips. And they just keep on keeping on. They don't let their life be dictated by their their spouse's schedule or their kid's schedule. They still make time for friends. They still make time for their own business. They still make yeah. time for living their life. But I realize that there's a out circle of of women that I'm connected to, that that's all their life revolves around. It may be for the season. It may be that that's all they know how to do. And one of the things that, like, it goes back to that fear word. You know, they don't want to um, rock the boat, so to speak. But I think it also goes back to um, how we're raised and and what we're seeing and what's emulated for us. You, you talked about Mm -hmm. your dad being outnumbered by daughters, you know, well, he probably didn't, he didn't probably run the house. The house probably ran, you know, by the daughters more than, than he would have liked to have admitted, (laughs) admitted, but there's that, that sense of confidence and, and ability that he instilled in you to where, if your kids or your husband move on, yes, you're going to be, you know, to business or to a, a career path or off to school. You're not going to be wrecked by that because you've got things of your own to do. It doesn't mean you're sitting waiting for Eric to come home. It doesn't mean you're waiting for your kids yeah. to come home for your life to be complete. And and that's the part that we're wanting to, women to realize is you are a complete human being with or without them. They are just, they are your life. You love them. It doesn't disqualify their role in your life, but they are not your, your wholeness. And we want to talk about your wholeness. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My mom and dad were married for, uh, 44 years. 
Um, and my dad did work. He worked. He owned his own landscaping business, and then he was also a longshoreman. Uh, very tough job. Yeah. Um, so my mom did raise us uh, basically solely. I mean, our celebrations were around food um, because dad was home. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and it's funny when we were just together. Um, my sister, my younger, my baby sister just had a baby. And he's four weeks old. I just went home to go and, and meet him for the first time. And we were reminiscing and we were talking about how, remember when it, it was a, like daddy was home, we celebrated with hungry man TV dinner. <laughs> yep. you could put in your body. <laughs> yep. But the look of joy on my dad's face watching him eat that Salisbury steak, hungry man dinner with the apple cobbler and the watered down mashed potatoes. But it was all of us watching him eat and sitting with him because that was a rarity. Right. And what I now look back on and see is that there wasn't a lot of light and color in my mom's face because what what he did in those hours to work for his daughters and his wife versus the hours during the day of what she did to keep the children alive and the house afloat, I saw that color change as we got older because she had more time and she was able to start doing things for herself. She ended up becoming right. a professional chef for a very small company um, when I think it was close to me more moving out and there was still two, my younger two sisters. Wow. And it was one of the things that I took with me even later on was that, okay, it is okay to, to find your own interest outside, like we're talking about, outside of your role of wife and mom. And what I loved was that my dad always encouraged that. And my sisters and I have been very, very fortunate to marry husbands who have always in, like, encouraged and supported any of our ventures. And I believe me, for me, I've had many. I was a hairdresser <laughs> for 21 years. I went to college for 10 years to either become an accountant, a business something, and lately, a, what was it, a master's degree in education. I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm going to become a, I'm a uh, you know, transformational nutritional coach. Um, and God bless my husband for supporting every single one of those ventures. It, but it, it was, for me, it was going back on like knowing that my mom had that support of my dad because she supported him so long to just keep the house afloat, like keep food in the, on the table and, <gasps> and whatnot. Exactly. And, and, you know, I think, I think we think, how do I phrase this? I think a lot of the times we as modern women think our role has changed so drastically from the quote unquote olden days. But when you look back and, and, you know, I'm going to use the Bible as a reference here. If you look back in the days of Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and yeah. all of them, the men went off. They went off to tend the sheep. They went off to hunt. They went off to gather. You know, they did all of that. And the women were left to take care of the home, to take care of the children, to take care of, you know, things that holding the fort down, so to speak. And even even as recent as yesterday, it was Texas Independence Day here. Somebody was talking about that as well. <coughs> Excuse me. But in talking about that, Women are afraid nowadays to be left behind by their 
their spouse or their children. And we're hearing more about the empty nest and their lives being just totally distraught over their children going off to college. And I'm not going to say that I don't miss my kids. I'm not going to say that at all. But what I'm going to say is it opens up the doors for us to spread our wings. And we need to be focused on spreading our wings, not hiding away into a shell of ourselves. It's funny that you say that because I have, so I, this is my philosophy and I have my mother's philosophy. And if, and if your viewers or your listeners think this is harsh, hey, it's my philosophy. Once you're 18, you graduate, you need to go. Right. You need to go. You need to spread your wings. Now, I understand if there might be a, um, maybe a, a, if there's an emotional or uh, a, um, not so much mental, but there's some type of a disconnect you haven't connected yet. I'll give you a little bit of time. I'm not just going to kick you out and send you, have you fend for yourself against the wolves. But I, I came home one day and there were boxes by the front door. My mom said, you got, it's time. You got to go. Right. And I was almost 19. Now, she had found me a place. I had a job and things like, you know. But that was how I was raised. I do not understand, and I think I've done a post about this somewhere. I do not understand mom's neighbors like, no, no, baby, you don't leave till you need to. You want to live here till you're 30. You, you, you stay. <laughs> you're done. Right. You're done, Mama. Right. It's your job. It's your time now. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I was raised in a very strict Christian home. And I read the Bible five times through and through. I did not see anywhere that it said in any fine print, you know, they can stay as long as they want. Right. No, they need to go and, you know, create their own household and and live their lives. You've already raised them, and now it's your turn. I mean, my husband and I still, we have, a, like, a countdown on a invisible <laughs> box somewhere when our son turns 18. <laughs> because then it's our time. I have been raising children since I was 12 years old. I am done. Right. It's my time. I want time with my husband. I want it to be just us. We'll check on you guys. We might even give you our address. <laughs> it's our turn. <laughs> well, I think I think and there's I, that term called leave and cleave. You know, leave and cleave to something else, not us. <laughs> and I, and I'm also do not give me grandchildren. I do not want them because again, I have been raising children since I was twelve. Because I have two younger sisters, so do the world a favor and get a dog. Do not give me grandchildren until I'm technically a grandmother. <laughs> and they look at me, and, and, I, and, my, and I have girlfriends who are like, really? I just, I'm not saying I don't like babies. I love babies. I just right. don't. Like, people in today, it's like you need to travel. You need to see the world. You need to contribute. You need to, um, um, you need to contribute to charitable causes. You need to help other, you know, other countries. Um, now we need we need to go to Nashville. We need to help Nashville right now. Like, right. It was so horrible what happened in the middle of it. There's so many more important things that need to be focused on than, okay, you're 18, go get married and go have children. Exactly. Because what happens is they go and do that, they can't fend for themselves, and then they come back into your home. <laughs> well, and, 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 and I agree. We've had, we've had, uh, we've got a son that's in the military. We've had a, had 
daughters that went off to college. They came back for a period of time, and we're, we were at the same place of, okay, the clock has started. What What is your action plan? What you know will be a safe place for you to land, come back and land if you need to, but yeah. what's the action plan? What's oh, the end you. result? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, same here. I kept resetting the timer on the microwave when my son came home for college. I was like, oh, chicken. <laughs> And, and I, but, but they appreciate that. They think it's harsh. You don't understand how it's, I'm like, no, I do, sweetheart. Things have not changed just because it's, you know, it's 2020. The millennial state of mind is not a mind I understand because you do not understand the hardship that those of us who are, are older actually went, went through. Well, and I think, um, I, I think we also understand how important it is for them to have their independence and to, you know, it's not even just about me for, for, for my kids. I want them to be strong and solid and independent on their own right and making good decisions and making a good income and making, you know, good life choices. I don't want them feeling like they're under my wing the whole time because I haven't trained them all these years to stay under my wing. I've trained them to push them out of the nest. <laughs> yes. Well, and it's like I even told my older two, I have given my mind, my body, my soul, my spirit, my everything to raising you and keeping you alive. Right. It is now time to invest all of those efforts and energies back into myself. Right. Because I still have the second half of my life to live. And that is equally as important as the rest of your life. So if we're going to roll the dice and see who is more important at this point, you know, it's, and, and that it's, I, that's what I like to also talk to my clients about is like, this is now your time. Um, and dive into, I, I'm really big about faith, about whether, no matter what it is, God, spirits, universe, angels, whatever it is that you believe in, that is a huge, when you lose that, you, you lose yourself, yourself, your sense of self-worth. Right. And when you tap back into that through meditation, through prayer, through journaling, you're able to kind of like have your eyes reopen to who you really are as an individual, especially as a real woman, as a woman. Um, and a lot of times it's a very uncomfortable process, but it's, it's step one. Before we can do any other type of change, it's like you've got to step, step back in tap back into that spiritual sense of who you are, who you were created to be. Right. And and we're going to be going to a break here in just a few minutes, but when we come back from that break, I want to I want us to talk about um the difference between femininity and feminist. Uh, I think the feminist word gets, you know, thrown out there and everybody already thinks, you know, angry, bitter woman. <laughs> But more so than that, I want us to talk about embracing our femininity because that's where our true strength is, I believe. And and I love that you talk about this on such a transparent level, but I want us to dive into that when we get back from the commercial break so that we can um, really break that apart just a little bit. And then um, then we'll go into the fitness side of things after that. But we're going to... Okay. Take just a couple of minutes to pay for the show. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 
with our sponsors and we will be back in just a second all right we are back and i know we talked before we uh left for the break and said we were going to come back and talk about embracing our femininity uh so so lucy um Let's talk about that for a minute. I know years ago I went to a women's conference because, yes, I go to women's conference, biggest tomboy out there, and I still go to women's conference conferences. And one of the ladies was talking about um, how the color scheme where you had pink for women and blue for men nowadays used to be actually the opposite back in the late 1800s to 1900s blue was for women and pink pink and red were for men and so we keep mixing things up a little bit and so when we talk about our femininity I've I left high school I joined the navy I worked as an aircraft mechanic then worked in the aviation industry so in the military I was called a dude with long hair basically but, but when we go, go into embracing our femininity, it took me a while to even figure out what that looked like because I had struggled so hard to try and fit in with my male counterparts that I didn't know how to be feminine. And I really didn't understand what feeling comfortable in my own body was. And I really didn't understand how that led to having close relationships with girls you know as girlfriends and what that was all about because all my guy all my friends were guys and then I'm married and you know my husband and I have this little competition going back and forth because I was trying to compete with him basically for his role in the family and it it ended us in a hot mess you know (laughs) But yeah. I want I want to hear a little bit of a take because I've I've watched some of your Facebook posts and I've watched some of your talk about femininity and embracing it and really just discovering yourself and I want to hear how you feel to best translate to women the importance of embracing their femininity. I first of all, I, I can honestly say I'm right there with you. I have more guy friends than I do girlfriends. I just don't understand I don't understand women. <laughs> um, and again, I don't know if it was because of being raised um, by, by my gentle father. I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but I know for um, for me, I, I can see I'm both sides of that sword in a sense that I can handle my own but I am a, I am I'm a, I am a woman I am sweet I am kind I am sexual I am I am sensual I am in tune with my my body and my senses and I'm comfortable in my own skin I I don't feel and this again is my own opinion based on who I have seen and dealt with who is considered a feminist Mm-hmm. femininity the harshness that I, I'm not in competition with my husband in the fact that who has a bigger package or however you want to word that right um there is a role that he has that he is supposed to have I want him to have that role that's why I married him um he is our protector he is our provider um he he's the man of the house um but if he needs 
a warrior right beside him. I am that woman. Right. Doesn't need another man. I am that woman. Um, I am his Joan of Arc. Um, as, as I like to so eloquently put that. Um, and I think in my messages, when I am doing my posts or doing my stories, is I like um, to, I think I had done one a while ago where I was describing a rose. So what, from far away, you look at a rose, and a rose is beautiful, beautiful soft petals, scented beautifully, um, comes in a variety of colors, um, whether it's a, a, a tight flower or beautifully bloomed. But if you get too close, you are going to get pricked by a thorn. Mm-hmm. Now, is that thorn the feminist part, or is that the thorn just the thorn of protecting for femininity? Right. It's all in how you want to look at the look at the flower. But for me, I feel like all women are beautiful roses. Like we are, we have our thorns to protect ourselves. But we are, we are beautiful. We are feminine, and there's no reason to hide that, to to be ashamed of that. Is that why we, that's how we were created, and that in sense, I mean that's that's my that's where I stand on that part of it. I mean, I feel I'm raising a daughter, we're raising two daughters, but one's out of the house. But I, I look at my daughter and I'm like, I want you to be a strong. I bought her this bracelet, and I said, always remember to adjust your crown. I don't have mine with me. I'm trying to think. But always tr- remember to adjust your crown um, and remember the queen who gave it to you. Hmm. Um, so, something along those lines. And she looked at me and said, I just want you to understand that no one is, no one is to knock, knock you down. Because you need to remember who, where, where you came from. Right. Who your queen is. Because people have knocked me down had a lot of horrible things happen I've experienced a lot of things I've experienced a lot of judgment even in the course of that I'm in now I, I, I get a lot of messages about some of my posts of like I don't understand why you talk the way you talk or how you feel the way you feel and there and it's a lot of times it's from women and I just look at my daughter and I say but it doesn't stop me I'm just gonna get back up and I'm gonna keep studying my message because somebody needs to hear it somebody Somebody out there could you benefit from what I have to say, just like someone out there will benefit from what you have to give. And and I wholeheartedly agree with that. You know, one of the things that has happened over the years, we started Divas Impact, like I said, about four years ago. And right off the bat, we started getting a bunch of hate mail, mainly from feminist organizations. A few from guys, because they mistakenly thought that we were going to do this as another male bashing organization and quite honestly I've told everybody this is absolutely not a male bashing organization we realize the need for men in our lives just as we hope men realize the need for us in their lives Uh, we we don't I'm not as concerned about what the guys of the world are saying about us women, I'm more concerned with what we are saying about ourselves and each other. Exactly. You know, we, you know, yeah. when you've got examples out there like Real Housewives of Bad Behavior or um, Bad Girls Clubs or whatever that's going on out there, they have the, the opportunity to, to send a, such an empowering message, but they don't, you know, because drama sells. And when I was, you know, 
kind of whispered in my heart to start this organization and and get things going I was like but god I don't like women (laughs) I really don't like women they're mean they're nasty you know and he's like yeah and you've had your episodes too and I'm like okay you know touche and I remember a few years ago whenever um whenever uh the Donald Trump and Billy Bush news broke. I got a lot of hate mail. You know, why aren't you denouncing Trump? And why aren't you denouncing Billy Bush? And why aren't you denouncing? And and even with the Harvey Weinstein and and all of those. And I said, because I'm not focused on them. I'm not letting them dictate my worth. I'm not letting them dictate the worth of, of all women out there. I'm working on me. I'm focusing on me and 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 the women that I speak to and I encourage and I empower and let them know that yes, bad things can happen to you, but you don't have to live in a victim role anymore. You can live victoriously. And that's, you know, what we're focusing on is walking women out of those dark places. And so for the feminine femininity side of things, what I've also realized is the more I've embraced my femininity, the more intimate my relationships have become with my girlfriends, the more intimate my relationships have come with my family and with my spouse. It, because I'm loving myself first before I learn how to love anybody else. And and to me, that is the difference I see between, you know, saying I'm I'm into feminism or I'm into my femininity and and opening myself up to really love myself now loving yourself has a whole other uh series of side effects i guess is what you'd call it it's kind of like a rolling blackout there's just you start loving yourself and then you go oh i love myself so I'm going to go to the doctor and get checked out and make sure I'm healthy. Oh, I love myself. The doctor says I could fix, I could work on fixing these things. So I'm going to work on fixing these things to make sure my body is optimal. And I'm going, I'm going to change the way I eat. We've got, uh, Kim Slater who does our magazine and, and does a lot of the things behind the scenes for us. You know, she's in that season right now and we'll have her on the show here in a few weeks, um, to talk about her health journey that she was flung into, um, as at the beginning of the year with a massive heart attack and, and, and the lessons that she's having to learn for herself. But that whole femininity thing feeds so much of your life. It's what builds up your confidence that gets your husband looking at you with a little bit of, hey, what you doing? (laughs) And he's doing it in a way because he's more intrigued because he sees the woman that he was attracted to in the first place. It's interesting that you say that. I'll quickly say that, you know, when I started my my own personal transformation um, last year, um, before that, you know, I was trying to help other other pe- women, men, it didn't matter. I just wanted everybody to be aware about cancer, you know, after losing my father and other health issues that attributed to that. And I just didn't, my goal was I don't want anyone else to lose a father, a husband, a daughter, of uh, themselves. Like, listen to the signs. So I, was, I was so, like, driven. Like, everybody needs to work out, get up, eat this way, drink this much water. It was like what I woke up every day, but that was my passion. And I was ignoring my own health. 
I was ignoring my own grieving process. I was ignoring um, my own sleep, um, my own health, my mental health, spiritual health, all of the things. And as I, I again, I probably did a post about this at some point I can recall, but I, I remember looking at a picture of myself, I think it was this past summer, and I was like, I thought I was in optimal health, working, six, working out six days a week eating 1,400 to 1,600 calories of real food, healthy greens, all the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, meditating, journaling, um, praying, all the things. But when I looked at myself, I was pale, bloated, uh, 45 pounds overweight. Um, I just had this like look in my eyes and I, it's like I stopped and I was like, I'm this have to help other people when did I stop and take care of myself first right and as soon as I did I mean as soon as I got home from that trip I don't remember we went to Sun River or something I immediately called a nutritional coach but I knew right away my doctor was just like ah yeah go take a nap you'll be fine you know I was like okay it's got to be deeper right and I started working with the nutritional coach and I and I stopped helping all the other people I put everything on hold because I was like I realized, wait, I'm suffering from vertigo. My hands are numb. My feet are numb. These were all things I was experiencing, but I ignored. Right. Because I was so passionate about helping other people live their best life and be healthy so you don't die like my daddy, that I, I didn't, you know, pay attention to myself. But as soon as I did that, the glow came back, the weight went off, found out I was insulin resistant. So that was a huge thing. I was borderline type 1 diabetic. Yeah. The bad one. Yeah. Um, I, I changed my eating habits. I, you know, changed how I worked out, changed how I slept. All of the symptoms went away. The weight was falling off. And my husband even looked at me. He's like, oh, my God, babe, you're glowing. Right. People, like, were looking at my picture. It's like, what filter are you using? <laughs> Not using a filter. You're, right. you're glowing, like your hair is shiny. And it was like, and I looked at myself and I was like, I, I feel beautiful. And I was like, and I'm not ashamed of this. This is what I want everyone to, like, so I reevaluate everything, but it was like, I'm taking care of myself. And like, and I had no problem looking at, and hopefully it's okay to say this, but I had no problem looking in the mirror naked. Right. Because as a woman, as a woman, especially after you've had children, <laughs> that's hard to do. Right. With the lights on, girl. Right. With the ugly bathroom lights on. Right. Like, that's hard to do, but I did it, and I was like, I am feeling myself right now. Now, I'm not going to go into a changing room lighting and looking at myself, <laughs> but I'm starting with my bathroom. I'm, I'm loving, I'm feeling, I feel beautiful, I feel sexy, I feel sweet. I feel gentle. I feel happy because I took care of myself first. Right. I feel feminine. And that wasn't a feeling. I felt all before that, I felt harsh, hardcore, like ready to take on the world and compete with everybody else. And to me, that wasn't feminine. I don't know if it was feminine. It was feminine. <laughs> right. Well, and I, th I think one, I of, think the, yeah. one of the things we, we hear a lot of the times is, or you know i i worked in the faith based area before i started out on my own after leaving the corporate arena and i went from dressing like a 
dude because I was always in jeans and, and T-shirt. And then I went to work in the church offices. And I knew I needed to look female. But I was just, how do I, I was putting the outer surfaces on. It was like treating the symptoms without treating the actual cause. And I would put on an outfit that everybody go, oh, that looks so cute on you. And I would feel the most uncomfortable ever. And it had nothing to do with the outfit. It had everything to do with the skin I was walking around in. I did not feel comfortable in myself. And, you know, you're talking about people sending you the hate messages and, and then asking you what filters you use and things like that, which, you know, they're thinking you look amazing, but on the other side, they're also kind of giving a second backhanded compliment, you know, oh, you can't look that good yeah. in person. You know? And I remember when we started getting those hate messages, first thing I did, I stood up, I dropped my laptop down and I stood up and I did a little happy dance because it's yep. getting people off their balance a little bit. It's getting them to look at things through a different perspective, making them yeah, making question change. something for themselves. Yeah. Well, if so-and-so can do it, then maybe I can too. Or what the heck is Angie, the biggest tomboy we know, doing starting a women's organization? <laughs> <laughs> you know? what, who gives her the right? <laughs> I mean, I, I've had women go, oh, that's cute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You know, and now they're going, well, how do we get in your magazine? How do we get on your show? How do we do this? I'm like, well, there's a yeah. process, but we're friends. Okay, but there's still a process. <laughs> and yeah. I'm not doing yeah. it to be mean or ugly, but, you know, I am looking for the people that want in and want in at the at the ground level because that means that they understand the vision and the mission we're going after. They're not coming in with ulterior motives to go, Hey, you know, this is great, but let's do this and, and let's steer this, your vision, your goal, your passion. Let's steer it to the right a little bit or to the left a little bit. So it fits more of what we want. No, this is what we're going for. This is our niche. This is what we're working on is equipping and empowering women, period, in a variety of different ways. And they're like, Oh, but it'd be so much better if you'd sign on with, you know, this organization or that organization and I open up the organization's page and it's just mail bashing and, and hating on each other. And, and I'm like, oh. yeah, not what we're about. <laughs> it doesn't resonate. Yeah. And so when we start talking to women, I've watched women open up after going through all that they've gone through. I see what you're talking about. You see that physical transformation, the light bulb moment that comes on and their whole life changes. And, and, you know, I've shared before that, you know, being a veteran, I'm tied to a lot of veteran communities and, and I'm telling you, my veteran sisters are the worst of it. I love them to death, but oh my gosh, they wear me out because they are so stuck in being a victim, but touting that they're a warrior but they're living in a victim role because they don't want yeah. to fix anything. And I guess that's our biggest uphill battle is how do we get them to hear it enough to where finally they get fed up and start doing something about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I, that's, that's an interesting question. I'm not sure. I mean, I, again, raising a civilian family, I have, all of my outside family was actually all Navy. Okay. Um, uh, my first husband was Navy. 
Um, I'm attracted to the serviceman. I just <laughs> 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 um, um, and I think I got some army weaved in there somewhere. I'm not quite sure, but uh, my dad uh, did not serve. Uh, he was going to be a police officer, and then my mom got pregnant. But um, and she was like, "Heck no, you need to come home every day." <laughs> um, but I, I don't know if it's the you, you spend uh, you know so many years being told what to do, when to do, how to do it that when you're out. Right. Of that environment, you're like, what? I mean, because I know that was part of the premises of like us starting, you know, Lifeflip Media. My husband's starting that. I mean, when it went way back, even when he was doing uh, his podcast and things, when he first started this whole thing, it was like helping veterans get started because they spent so many years being told when, when to eat, when to make your bed, when to put your shoes on, when to shoot, when to do all these things. And then when you're out, it's like nobody's telling you what to do. Right. And when to do it, so you don't do anything. But you got to do something. And and I know that that, that has been, was helpful for a lot of veteran entrepreneurs with being able to go to Eric and, and him saying, okay, this is how you start, but I'm, you, I can only get you so far. You've got to take it from there. Exactly. Um, and that might be it for the women. You know, maybe that's that mindset of like, okay, Switch it just a little bit and um, and remember what that authoritative voice of you being told what to do and now tell yourself, like speak to yourself in that manner. I mean, I, I and I, like I said, I'm, I'm just speaking from, from experience per se as a veteran's wife. Well, and you've had a front row um, seat to watch all of that. And do we want to go ahead and give you a shout out there because... In addition to your hats that you wear for fierce and beautiful wellness as a coach there and, and leading people there, you've just been named CEO of Life Flip Media, haven't yes. you? Yeah. So yes. yeah, that, yes, that is an amazing I, thing in itself as well. I asked if it came with a pay raise. In <laughs> he oh, says, wait, we get paid? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, um, tell us a little bit about that for just a few minutes. Um, I'm not sure exactly what, quite what to say. I think he just woke up one day with this brilliant idea. Uh, no, actually, I think it's it's a great power move for him because he was actually wearing way too many hats. And I, I think it's a great, obviously it's a great move for it to be a women-ran and owned business to that mm-hmm. different type of demographic. Um, but the power move, definitely. Right. Um, so I know that there was a lot driving behind that. Um, but he takes a lot a, of guidance and, and advice of mine. And I really wanted him to be able to focus on what he's really good at, which is working with our customers and, um, you know, the, the I don't understand that part of the business, you know, the media bookings and right. um, the article places. That part of it, I'm like, I have too much going on and this pretty little head of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to business, when it comes to making sure that we are on the right path and that our business plan, our business model needs tweaking or adjusting or we're not, that's my forte. And right. so... We just decided to to just do the title change 
And, and I think that puts us a little bit ahead of the game, especially being a woman. Yeah. Um, having that CEO. I mean, I my LinkedIn is blowing up ever since I changed that. I bet. Um, yeah, we're having a business meeting, in fact, today because since you made that announcement, just so that I, I know. But, I mean, what we're getting into is I'm like, at the end of the day, this is his baby. This is his dream and his – but we talked about it for the last year or so. Um, and I just said, when you're ready, then I will not lead you astray. Um, <laughs> well, that that is fabulous. Said, oh, you need to change your LinkedIn. I made it official. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Did you find out from one of his Facebook lives, or did he actually tell you in person? <laughs> I, thank God he told me in person. Because I, <laughs> um, I, but you never know with him. Kinds of random announcements, and then I'm going to be going through my, you know, Facebook or my Instagram stories. Like, what? We're doing what? I just saw that you didn't tell me. Oh, I'm like, I'm literally in the next room. You, yeah. you could just tell me these things. Exactly. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's it's an exciting next phase for for our business. We've had a massive amount of growth, and um, I want that growth to continue. So I needed him to be in the right role. Um focus on that so I yeah it's gonna it's gonna be good yeah and I think we are going to have him on our a leading moment show in a few weeks I've got to get him to get all the stuff together for us to do that but having him on our leading moment show to really talk about how to get started and how to do what he does and and encourage and inspire some small business owners on that page for us so maybe you can join him when we do that call but um Yeah. It'll be a black. Yeah. So we're going to take another break real quick and we will be back after these messages. All right. We are back with Lucy Mitchell. We are talking about her fierce and beautiful wellness and mindset coaching and all that she does that makes her glamorously beautiful inside and out. So um, as we go into this next segment of our show, what I want to talk with you about is more I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this is all purely selfish. I'm going to preface that right off the bat. Um, so a few weeks ago, right before Christmas, Peloton came out with that commercial about the bike and everybody lost their flipping mind over it. You know, that was sexist. That was this. That was that. And I'm sitting here going, well, what we didn't see was maybe she asked for the bike. Maybe she didn't because, you know, quite honestly, I would like a Peloton. But um, my husband kind of refuses to buy me one right now because I made such a big deal at a date he took me out on one night. He took me to dinner. I said, he goes, you want to go to Jason's Deli? I said, not particularly. He goes, come on, we can go get a salad bar. All right, fine. You know, so we go to Jason's Deli and we get the salad bar and we eat our dinner and then we go to Walmart, which we had to get dog food or whatever. And he goes back to the bike bicycle section back there and He's like, hey, I was looking at these the other day. Did you see this bike? Do you want this bike? This bike would be a fun bike to have. Don't you want, don't you, I don't want a bike. I do not want a bike. And he's like, oh, come on. You'd have fun with this one. You'd like this one. Are you sure you don't want this bike? Come on. We we ended up walking out of Walmart with a bike that night. So I told him, I said, the theme of that whole date was, hey, you're complaining about not feeling good. So why don't you lose some weight and ride a bike? You know, eat a salad, ride a bike. <laughs> so we give him grief over that all the time. But my biggest thing is not about riding that bike. It's about 
I've had some balance issues. I've had some things that I just don't trust the agility of my body right now. So balancing myself on two wheels is kind of a freaky idea to me. But I like the Peloton idea because I feel like I could slowly progress until I got that confidence back. But, you know, you said that you, the reason I'm bringing all that up is because, you know, you said that you like to cycle and you're a fitness fanatic. And, and so, Talk to me about, I know some people that say jump all in, go all in and go as hard and as fast as you can until your body stops you. And then there's people that are going, all right, if you're going to fail at that, then you need to ease yourself in. So I know you kind of help people break down their mental hurdles over things like this. So help me break down mine for a little bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like putting you on the spot. Uh, First off, make a list. First of all, uh, the Peloton is amazing. Um, and that ad was ridiculous because we don't know the backstory. Right. So why people got all in the tizzy just because she happened to be skinny doesn't mean anything because there could have been a whole mental thing. She could have been skinny because she had an eating disorder. Right. And, you know, and so moving her body going to help this so she could eat real food there could have been a myriad of things or it just could have been that she had social anxiety she didn't go outside so she got the bike so that she could like start to connect with people there's so many different things because that's right. what i deal with on a daily basis i um um you know i use a virtual a workout platform um through beach body um on demand Mm-hmm. Um, because I do work from home, so a lot of my workouts are done through that platform. I do have the Peloton, and then I do love my local cycle bar, cycle bar and tiger. Get your shout out, Lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> but philosophy um, has always been when I talk to everyone is you start at step one. Do you look at a baby and prop them up and tell them to run a marathon? Right. No. It's step. It's step by step. I've been working with my mother who has bad knees and it's always been an excuse. The woman's not worked out a day in her life. <laughs> and she's 68 years old. She talks every day about losing the weight. And I say, okay, mama, well, it's, you know, 80% nutrition, it's 20% movement. So you make your choice. If you want to eat the way you want to eat, that's fine. Then let's work on the 20% of movement. Maybe it's just you sitting in a chair with a one pound weight and you're doing biceps. Right. And you're just working on understanding the movement. And we go up to two pounds um, until you feel confident and comfortable. Um, you know, or I'll work with other people. It's like, okay, if you have a problem with consistency, do not find an eight-week, ten-week program. <laughs> because you're going to be done after two days or right. a week. Start with something that is, and there's so many apps out there. I'll, I'll backtrack. There are so, you don't have to do just what I do, which is Beachbody. I always say there are so many. Peloton has a free app and that you can use on any bike, on a treadmill. They have weighted programs. They have yoga. They have a wonderful meditation program that I love to use. Um, and there are other apps as well that you can download that have, um, if you're a beginner, where you start at. And that's and you start at basically what you're comfortable with. And if it's just one day and you conquered that one day, you're winning exactly. in my book. And you could go on to day two. 
<laughs> um, there's been many times that I've started over. I mean, I had three babies. I had a day one. Um, sometimes Mondays, or every Monday is my day one, especially during football season. <laughs> it's, it's day one. <laughs> right. After the Super Bowl, it's day one. Um, but I think, you know, uh, A, you always want to talk to your doctor to start. And, and, and talk to your doctor about any med- current medical conditions that you have. And then B, you have to have an internal conversation with yourself and be like, how important is this to you? Not to others, to yourself. Right. What changes are you wanting to see logically? Ideally, we want to wake up tomorrow and be 50 pounds lighter, all because we took two steps down the street. Mm-hmm. I ran a marathon. There you go. I should be 50 pounds lighter. Right. It doesn't work that way. I ate a salad and I bought a bike at Walmart. I lost 50 pounds. Right. No. That doesn't work that way. It's a great start, but I but I always say you you have to write out a plan, and you have to write out a plan that's going to work for you. And if you can't do that alone, then that's when you reach out to people like me, who says, okay, we're going to start with just the day one. We're going to do a one week plan. And after you talk to your doctor, you've gotten clearance that there's nothing. You have stability issues. I'm not going to say I want you to start balancing on one foot if you have stability issues that's not you're going to get discouraged and defeated um but if you can handle you know you can go for a 30 minute walk walking is one of the most beneficial 30 minutes a day walking is one of the most beneficial kickstarters to a weight loss journey out there not cycling not weightlifting not running but plain old take your dog for a walk well, I think just being outside helps mentally and emotionally. And then mm-hmm. and then yeah. the movement, you start waking up parts of your body that you don't realize were asleep. <laughs> well, not only that, but then you're also, you're getting a, if you're, you're getting a break from the kid. I mean, unless mm-hmm. you've got a baby, put the baby in the stroller and go for a walk. But if, it's, if you're cooked up in the house all day or you've been in an office all day long, you get outside, you get the fresh air. You get the oxygen from all of the plants that are around you. You get to, you're around nature. You can put the personal development into your ears and start a good book. Listen to an amazing podcast. I don't know, maybe Warrior Diva. I'm just saying, <laughs> put it out there. Um, you know, and and you're not only working your body, but you're working your mind. Those two working together will kickstart an amazing weight loss sustainable journey. Well, and I think and that, that's where I start. I think a few years ago, I I lost roughly a hundred pounds, and I did that strictly by walking. There was n- there I had changed, you know, I'd done some intermittent fasting, I had done some other things, you know, as far as weight loss goes. It was all around nutrition and walking. That was it. And I walked Mm -hmm. five miles a day. I didn't start off walking five miles a day. I started off being winded, walking down the street and back. But it, you know, by the time I was to a good steady pace, I was at five miles in under an hour. Um, But I kept, you know, going, okay, well, I've kind of nailed this. I'm, I'm one of those people that are not consistent. So I'm adaptable is my number one strength on the strength finders thing, which means I can roll with the punches, but I always strategic backs it up. So I always have something else I'm planning in the background too. If this goes awry, I already know where we're going next. And so um, the, the whole walking thing was fabulous for me because it helped with the weight loss. It was 
whenever I tried to stretch beyond that, I started pushing my limits. And about that time is when the doctor says, you know, you really don't need to be doing any hit right now. Um, any high intensity, you need to keep it low. Well, it kind of took the wind out of my cells and I kind of sunk back into, oh, oh. but see, I like the CrossFit stuff. I like some of those things. And he's like, yeah, just not right now. He goes, let's get some of this other stuff under control and then we can go in there. And then it just made me feel old and frumpy. And there was a mental game that I was having to battle for a while over that because, you know, that was, it was almost like I was accepting a sentence that he wasn't even giving me. He was just saying, let's get you to a certain point before we start doing that. (laughs) And, And I was like, well, if I'm not there, I don't want to. I don't want to work any harder to get there. You know, it's not coming off fast yeah. enough. It's not doing what I want it to do fast enough. And like you said, we live in an instant gratification society. You order in a box and you drive to a window, and it's there. So we want the weight loss to come off just as fast as that burger is delivered through that window. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I was talking to a potential client, in fact, just this past weekend, who was like, I have been doing keto for six weeks, and I've gained six pounds, and I'm doing CrossFit six days a week, and I don't understand why nothing is moving. And and I said, okay, well, what I'm hearing is what you're doing for the last six weeks isn't working. So we're, we're going to start over. And she looked at me, and I said, don't get defeated what I'm saying because I have not been working with her and I said what I would recommend is okay continue to do a CrossFit that's what if you have that's what you love and I said but women over the age of 40 do need weightlifting. Mm-hmm. cardio is not as important once you get old past the age of 40 because our our muscles um, the way our bodies work our muscles will hold on to um fat um because it's a fight or flight like oh you don't want to have babies anymore. So we're going to hold on to this fat just in case you change your mind. <laughs> so that way we have a way to support a baby. And I'm like, when did my muscles get to decide if I'm a childbearing, like, right. years anymore? Like, you can release that fat. I don't yeah. need it anymore. Done and um, done. But it's, but it's, <laughs> it's the science behind it. So weightlifting expands your muscles to release the fat. It's the right type of weightlifting. If you're doing strenuous weightlifting like crossfitters do and I did crossfit for two years and my father looked at me and said I'm finally getting the son I never had (laughs) all right we're gonna stop doing this yep um so I was like okay crossfit works for for certain individuals and it's great but just tone it down don't need to be deadlifting 75 100 pounds or whatnot stick with just the barbell and maybe do just four days a week if you really love that community and that workout Right. And give your body two days of full rest. And that one day can be a, a day of restoration, of yoga, of meditation, of um, maybe walking or whatnot. And I said, and then, we'll look, then we look at the diet. And, and let's maybe do low carb instead of keto because keto is not long term. No, um, it's not. And it, if you're gaining weight on keto, which keto is meant to put your body in the state of ketosis, you should be losing weight. So something else is going on. And, and I gave her a list of recommendations that I would, you know, I'm not a doctor. I just say, I would take this list and talk to your doctor about these certain tests, maybe check if you're insulin resistant, what's your glucose levels, how's your body reacting to certain sugars, things of that nature. And, the, and it gave her a little bit of, of hope, but I said, but 
you know, you've got to do your research, and there's, sometimes there's a little bit of adjustment and whatnot, but I always, I mean, and, that, and that's the recommendation, and actually she just emailed me a little while ago and said she'd like to work with me um, <laughs> because her doctor didn't give her the answers that she wanted, and I she got more information from me, which is, like, amazing, but it's just, like, the information is out there. You just have to know how to educate yourself. Um, as well as know the right people to talk to. And a lot of times doctors just want to get you in and out. Um, and you, it's just knowing how our bodies change. But once I, when I found out that our bodies, want our, they want to hold on to fat because they want us to still have babies, I was like, no, that's not okay. Um, so, yeah, it's, that's, what I, that's what I tell women. That's how I work with, with some of my clients is just sometimes you've just got to reinvent the wheel just a little bit and it'll kickstart um, your journey and do it the healthy way. Well, and I think, I think you also touched on something else is she was paying attention to her body and listening to it going, okay, what I'm doing is not working. So therefore something's off. I need to have another person come in and give me an outside view because a lot of times we don't even talk to other people about this. We just kind of suffer in silence. Oh, well, I tried this diet or I tried this exercise or I tried this lifestyle change. It didn't work for me. And a lot of the times it may be just one turn of the wrench to get you running optimally. You know, in NASCAR, they talk about a quarter turn on the, the car could totally make the car loose or tight you know and a lot of the times it's fine-tuning what our lifestyle is and and it's not a throw it all out mindset it's a let's keep making the adjustments until we find what's working and and I think that's where a lot of people give up is they just go oh well I tried that it didn't work well, let it's not cookie cutter. It's, it's right. definitely not cookie cutter, and that's why I share so much of my journey on my social media because that's how she found me, um, and and watched how I went from being so cookie cutter to not sharing too much to then all of a sudden sharing this new way. You know, when when I discovered what was working for me, and then really just sharing that it's it, it's individualistic. Right. You have to listen to how your body is responding to um, to certain foods, to certain movements. And when the ultimate goal, I know for me, was that I'm not going to be a diabetic. I, I That's just not what I want my children to see. That's not the life that I want to live. And this is my time right now to change this. Um, and, it, and it goes back to making those sacrifices, you know, as a mom and as a woman, it's like, I have to, I have to be selfish right now. Right. Because I can't be a mom to my kids if I'm constantly having to give myself shots and I'm drained from all these doctor visits and everything. What kind of mom am I going to be for my children? What kind of wife am I going to be for my husband? What kind of business owner am I going to be for my clients and for our company if I'm consumed by this, you know, disease that, I'm now afflicted with because I didn't take action. Right. Well, and I think I had a, I had a friend a couple of years ago that, that passed away and, um, she passed away from a reoccurrence of her breast cancer. After her first occurrence of breast cancer, she got healthy. She ate the right food. She did everything right. And 
the cancer came back and and she did have a genetic disposition to it as well as you know other things that that brought it back but i heard several people say well if she ate everything and did everything right and she got the cancer again then what's going to keep me from getting it and just trying to shift people's mindset to go that you can't go down that road we are all created differently we all have a unique dna to us that keeps us um keeps our bodies moving there are things in my family history you know i've got diabetes on both sides of the family so i have to be mindful of that and i have to start putting things in place to to not go down that path but on the other side of it is i also got a couple of cases of cancer on one side of my family i could park my boat and go well you know diabetes and cancer they're in the cards for me so I don't really need to work out. I really don't need to do this stuff because that's what's going to get me in the end. Or um, I saw them try these things. It didn't work for them, so I'm not going to try them. Even though they're my relatives, I'm still uniquely created. <laughs> and I it does not mean that it's an end result that I will catch that or that I won't be able to beat it. What What I think I've heard you say most all today in several different ways is taking care of yourself sets you up for so much more and even if it is an illness that comes your way you're better prepared mentally emotionally physically for taking that that illness on head on head on because if you're already out of shape you're already feeling frumpy you're already down in the dumps you're definitely not in a mental and emotional state to take on a major illness but if you're taking care of yourself in so many other ways, then if something comes out of left field, you're much more better positioned to go in in a warrior stance against that. Exactly. Yep, that is correct. And so um, so you also do, um, I mean, we talked a little bit before the break about how you do you're the CEO of Life Flip Media. You you do this as well as you know the fitness coaching and mindset coaching. So you're talking about you know feeling comfortable in your skin, not letting fear of missing out you know derail you. As we get ready to go into the last part of our show, I want you to kind of talk to us about. Um, what is the overall message that you really feel like you are here and put here on earth to accomplish? Share anything you want to share about your story and and how you can encourage and empower other women. Uh, you've shared so much already. It's going to be a rich, rich show. But we just want to hear from from you as to what um, what you feel is your mark in the world and how you can help the women that are listening today? Well, I think I, first off, I, I have been called by many a unicorn. <laughs> and that's that, you know, one of a kind type individual. And I, I really do embrace that label um, because I've actually worked really, really hard to to be what other women cannot be and then turn around and show them how they can be. So when it comes 
to self-love. You know, we've, I know personally, I have experienced so many things in my life that have shaped me to who I am today and why I want to help other women. My innate need to help others. I was a hairdresser for 21 years. I was an accountant. I, um, helping my husband, I'm PTA volunteer, uh, room volunteer, pretty much you need help moving, I'm that person. <laughs> my drive was always to make other people happy. And and I realized at the end of the day was to fill the void of, of the lack of happiness in my own life due to abuses and whatnot that I experienced in my childhood. And in working with a life coach um, over the last year when I was able to finally understand what self-love really meant and how to forgive others for what was done to me I, re- I realized there's so many women I've even come across in my life that are experiencing that lack of self-love and they're masking it with food uh, with alcohol with shame with abusive relationships uh, with a lack of connection to their faith um, um, blaming the world blaming society blaming others uh, for their experiences um, and my whole purpose in life is to use the platform that I've been given and my voice to A, let them know it's going to be okay. That it's, it's not your fault. Everything is fixable. Everything is figure outable. Um, and if you need help figuring out that first that no matter what it is, whether it's your relationship with food, whether it's emotional weight, whether it's physical weight, whether it's spiritual weight, um, whether it's figuring how, how to take that first step on a treadmill, um, whether it's that first step on how to learn how to write a, a letter to your younger self, to forgive your younger self, to connect with your younger self, um, I'm here. That's, that's my that's my purpose now and and it brings me joy I wake up every single day now hoping I'm going to connect to just one even if it's just one person and sometimes that one person is myself it's just like I, I reconnect with myself in some way I discover something more amazing about myself that I had buried or hidden deep down below um, because when when we carry all of those burdens, when we feel like our only sole life job in this world is to be a mom, or, or we have no value as a woman in today's society, or we've only known what it's like to be in the military, and we don't know what it's like to be a, a, a veteran, or, or we were a mom and now we're an empty nester and we have no purpose, or we were a wife and now we're divorced and we have no, we have no love, or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, you can lose yourself and you can lose that definition of what a, what a beautiful woman really is. And that's where I come in. In an unconventional, just sit down, have a real talk, over a glass of Chardonnay, in our closets, if that's what we need to do, <laughs> kind of way. <laughs> um, I am not... I, I'm serious. I mean, I have been there. I have sat in the closet with a bottle of Chardonnay. My husband's like, what are you doing? Go away. Right. Have a moment. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay. Um, 
and, and I don't I don't have it all figured out. I am not the leading expert in this. You do not see me sitting on Oprah's couch having this <laughs> conversation. I am one of many in this field. I just feel like we need as many voices as possible right now. Exactly. It's that, it's a layered where, approach too. That's where I feel. Well, I, th- I think I think a lot of what I've seen you say and I've heard you say um, over watching you on social media and listening to you today is, you know, there's a lot of women out there looking for somebody to be an accountability partner for them, to lead them, to give them, to you know, just actually listen to them and hear them. And, and you're willing to be that person. You're willing to take that task on for them if that's what they need. I tell I told people for the longest time. Um, one of my best friends, I worked with her at the church before, and and we would go to the gym. and Her name was Kim Yates, and we would go to the gym, and we'd get on the treadmill, and she'd go. I go, okay, how how long do you want to go? And she goes, I want to go for thirty minutes at a two mile pace, you know. And I'm like, okay, so I punch that all in, and we get going, and about. Three minutes in, she's like, I'm really not feeling it. And I'm like, sorry, you said you wanted to go for 30 minutes. We're going 30 minutes. Left, right, left, right. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, and, and we'd finish the 30 minutes. She'd come to me. I'm like, we're going to do a five-mile-hour pace. You know, this is the incline we're going to do. We'd get on. And about five minutes in, I'd say, I don't feel like doing it. And she'd go, great, let's go get some chips and salsa. You know? <laughs> she was great for certain areas of my life. Fitness was not one of them. And so one of the things I want to encourage women that are listening today is if you've got those friends that are great and holding you accountable in your marriage and your spiritual life and all these other areas, guarantee you most of the time it's not the same person that can handle all of those areas for you. So I encourage you to reach out to someone like Lucy, who is great in what she does and in, in, in the fitness realm and and in the mental um, uh, mental improvement, mindset improvement, sorry, in the mindset yeah. realm as well. I went mindset blank on that. <laughs> uh, you too can be a professional radio show host. Uh, but anyway... Uh, when you when you are coaching them through the mindset and and the physical fitness and the nutrition and and all the things just the woman as a whole being you know there are some things that i know you were really good at and i, I don't even know what you're not good at because all i keep hearing is what you're amazing at but you know i know also that you're not you're going to speak into people's lives and go I'm really not the person to speak to you on that, but what I do know is, or here's somebody I do know. So that's the beauty of, I'm not your fitness queen. That's the beauty of what we're doing with Divas Impact. You can come to me. You can talk to me about business. You can talk to me about your social media. You can talk to me about your faith walk. You can talk to me about building your confidence and being a leader. And there's a lot of things you can talk to me about. If you're going to come to me and ask me how to lose weight, how to get in shape, how to balance your hormones, how to eat nutritiously, how to do all these things, I am not your girl. I'm going to point you to somebody like Lucy here. (laughs) Because 
that's the beauty of what we're doing is we're not competing with each other. I'm not saying I have all the answers. You need to come and talk to me or Lucy has all the answers. You need to go talk to her. What we're saying is we're standing arm in arm. We want to see the best for you. And we want you walking boldly and confidently in who you were created to be. And we want to put the right women in front of you to help you do that. So, um, Lucy, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, oh, my pleasure. I uh, know we, we've talked a lot, a lot about a lot of things today, but you also say that you um, – you do. You have a fitness line you represent as well. Oh, I do. I do. I represent um, a wonderful fitness line called Zaya Active. Z Y I A. Um, there is a, a link on my website. Um, it is a, a women-owned um, company based out of Utah. Only three years old. We have an activewear and a leisure wear. In fact, I'm actually going to Nashville on Thursday for a our first. Uh, well, a, a mini summit. So, fingers crossed, it's still going on. I'm not sure if they've posted where we're going it hasn't been effective. But um, this is a, an amazing company that is based on activity, light, community, and uplifting women. We also have a men's line, a children's line, um, all about uplifting each other around movement, about um, community. Their clothing is amazing. Our, our leggings, our light and tight leggings are known as the instant tummy tuck leggings. I'm actually wearing a pair right now. <laughs> um, and um, if anybody is interested in ever checking anything out, they can definitely go to my website or they can uh, reach out to me on any one of my social media links. Um, we host parties online. You can shop directly my site. Um, but it's an up-and-coming activewear line comparable to Lululemon or Athletica at a fraction of the top. And again, it's all ran and owned by women, um, which is something near and dear to my heart and something I'm very glad to be a part of, as well as uplifting and supporting each other. There's no competition whatsoever, which is amazing. And their legs, somebody, their leggings, somebody described it as the angels wrapping their angelic hands around your butt and giving it a gentle lift. I, I love mean, that. Who wouldn't want leggings that does that? I think that's the best review I have ever seen. I am just like that. It gives you a great I mental do. picture, too. Right? I'm just saying, I'm walking around with the angels holding my booty up. That's fine with me. But it all ties in with empowerment, fitness, um, um, confidence, um, and, and we carry sizes extra, extra small to 3XL. So wow. there's inclusion as well. That, that um, is a huge so. thing right there for those that are the bigger sizes. And I'm, t- I'm, oh, yeah. I'm flirting with that category. You know, it's, it's hard to get in the mood to go because you want to go try on these things and you're like, my stuff does not squeeze into that. (laughs) I look like a busted can of biscuits if I I try that. Many many a large, many um, a a voluptuous, beautiful woman to just try on a pair of our leggings. And I, you've been amazed at the number of them that I actually had to order a size down, which I'd never get to do. And it actually made me feel beautiful and confident. It brings tears to my eyes just even saying that. Wow. 
activewear company where you usually have to size up allows you to like you to have to size down in order you know I mean that's a win-win in my eyes yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely so uh any parting thought or quote uh quote you want to share with the audience before we close out for the day I know I've asked so much of you today. <laughs> I need a cup of coffee. I'm just, you know, let's stop being in competition of each other and let's link arms in community with each other. Sounds amazing to me. Um, that just came to my mind. Well, we are, for those of you that tuned in late or missed the first part of the show we're going to have this up on our podcast next week it'll come up in segments uh, over the next week as we come up and we'll have different parts of the interview um, put out on our social media as well to highlight some of the amazing things she said this week to tease you more to listen to the to the podcast but lucy i just want to thank you so much for coming on and and being on here with us today uh getting to know you a little bit more on a personal level and and hearing what you have to say and your passion and your heart for what you do is amazing and so i'm i am thankful to you for coming on but i'm also thankful to eric for not holding you back and and pushing you to get out there and and do let your voice be heard more too i love that Yes, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Andrea. I appreciate it. This has been fun. Well, we will send you links. And if you'll send me a link to your website, then I will make sure it's added onto our stuff for your uh, for people to be able to connect with you there and get you more connections, more um, amazing divas that we have in our community connecting with you on a regular basis and uh and we just can't wait to see what else is going to come up for you next well thank you so much i appreciate that all right well you. <laughs> you have a great week and give nashville a great big hug for us while you're there i just saw a news report that said that they've got um I believe at least 21 that they have lost in in that oh. tornado and it just breaks my heart i've got so many friends up in that area so um definitely a story we're watching close as well so give them a big hug for us and and uh, have a great time on your trip I will, we'll do our best. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. And for those of you that have tuned in, this is the Warrior Divas Real Talk for Real Women show, where we highlight amazing women that are doing extraordinary things in, in the community as we equip and empower our global change agents to make a positive impact on the world. If you know somebody that would like to be a part of the show, uh, to be a guest on the show, Maybe even in the future, co-host the show. Uh, feel free to reach out to us at our Facebook group, Warrior Divas, or on our Divas Impact page. You can also go to divasimpact.com to learn more about our magazine, um, our television shows, our, other, our past podcasts, and our blogs as well. So we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. And for this week, I just want to say thank you and God bless. <music>